Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to Rifleman Radio. This is Sam D. taking over for the scout tonight. We're going to bring you the Rifleman Radio. Tonight, brought to you by Blue Feather Soap at bluefeatherbizhosting.com. We'll start off with our traditional schedule of events that we have coming up this weekend. For September 19th and 20th, we have shoots in Amarillo, Texas. It's always promised us to be a good one, run by Ashwin 03, a fine instructor. I urge you to sign up and go to it. Also, Boulder City, Nevada. Corona, California. Evansville, Indiana. Gunnison, Colorado. Kaysville, Utah. Lobelville, Tennessee. Mannheim, Pennsylvania will be having a shoot this weekend, 19 and 20 September. All you Pennsylvania riflemen need to go. Miamisburg, Ohio. Has a nice shoot this weekend, as always. Ottawa, Illinois. Oxford, Kansas. Piru, California. Proctor, Vermont. And home range at Ramsar, North Carolina. Blue Feather will be putting on a nice shoot up in Raton, New Mexico at the Whittington Center this weekend. You still got two days to get signed up and get up there. Last shoot of the year at the Whittington, and it's a beautiful place to be. Saratoga Springs, New York. Sierra Vista, Arizona. Stinson, West Virginia is going to be having a shoot at the DAR run by the machine. Fantastic guy, fantastic people. I urge you to sign up and go shoot. Three Forks, Montana, West Lebanon, New Hampshire. Cedar City, Utah will be having a shoot. Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Chester, New Hampshire. Cloverdale, Indiana. Custer, South Dakota. Gibsonburg, Ohio, home of my favorite radio store. Harlan, Kentucky will be having a shoot. Hubertus, Wisconsin. Kingman, Arizona, and Lemoore, California. Folks, this is a long list this week. We're having plenty of apple seeds. Mansfield, Massachusetts. Middlebury, Vermont. Payson, Arizona. It's for September 26th and 27th. Reno, Nevada. Salisaw, Oklahoma. Washburn, Missouri. That completes the rest of the apple seeds for September. We also have a few early on in October for Bonfield, Illinois. Canton, Minerva, Ohio. Fallon, Nevada, Gaston, South Carolina, Gunnison, Colorado, Hernando County, Florida, Hinesville, Georgia, Yaleville, Arkansas, Birmingham, Alabama, and Burlington Flats, New York, will be having shoots on the 10th and 11th of October. Canton, Mississippi, Davila, Texas, October 10th and 11th, Durand, Illinois, Eureka, Kansas. Lodi, Wisconsin. My friend Kilo Gulf will be up there to shoot along with Matt. Go up there and join them. Going to have a great time. St. Augustine, Florida, October 10th and 11th. Skowhegan, Maine. Bet you didn't know I could say that one. Sherburne, Louisiana. Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Yanceyville, North Carolina. 
Ain't no tar butts in Carolina this time of year. They're all going to be on the range. No NASCAR this weekend. Bakersfield, California. Brighton, Colorado. Buckeye, Arizona. Calverton, New York. College Station, Texas. Columbia, Maine. Evansville, Indiana. Lobelville, Tennessee again, along with Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Montpelier, Virginia. Piru, California. Ramsher again on 17 and 18 October. Sacramento. West Virginia's October shoot on the 17th and 18th. Wabash, Indiana on 17 and 18. And Williamston, Michigan on October 17th and 18th. Hopefully our friend B. Free will be up there. And I encourage you all to get on, join up, schedule those shoots. Get out, and uh, before the weather gets bad up north, I think we're going to have some fine shoots this fall. Tonight, folks, I want to discuss to you about uh, living as a rifleman, your commitment to a rifleman's life. You know, when we initially become involved with Appleseed, we look at being a rifleman as shooting that magical, mystical 210. Make an expert on the AQT. But there's a bit more to it than that. I found that out from the good instructors that I learned with. People like Asher 03, Atticus, P. Henry, Arizona Gromit, Arizona Red Hot 44. They had some good things to say. They inspired me. They got me wanting to do just more than go out and shoot a 210. And it does take more than shooting that 210. Every time you come into a new man or woman that shoots 210 on the AQT, shoot boss is going to be up there and say, how would you like to be a IIT? How would you like to teach with Appleseed? How would you like to do that seventh step? And when they first get talking with you about it, it, it it's kind of gratifying and a little bit humbling because they they want you to join in with them. Appleseed produces good people, but we're common people. Common people teaching other common people to shoot uncommonly well. And when we find someone that shoots uncommonly well, someone that shoots like a rifleman, we invite them to live like a rifleman to take that seventh step in bringing apple seed to more people, to going out and teaching, teaching that knowledge that should be common to the common people. And we can't ever forget that we are common people. We all go out and volunteer our time, and we do it because we believe in what we're doing. We think it's a good thing, and it is a good thing. People also start to look at us. And they act like we may be something that we're not. Instructors in Appleseed are still just common people. They've made a little more commitment. And in making that commitment, they come up with a, uh, well, let's just say that they get humbled a while along the way and, and they realize that you have to live a particular way and not just 
shoot a particular way or teach in a particular way. People look at you and they expect you to be a paragon of virtue. And uh, that can't necessarily always be the case. But for uh, a lot of us, we try harder to live a little better, to be uh, uh, a little more ethical. And uh, this improves us. It improves us a lot. And we encourage the IITs that we work with to live that same way, to show commitment, dedication, and persistence in what we're doing in everyday life, just like we do on the range. And I think it's a good and worthy goal that we should all look at when we live uh, uh, in a good, clean way, when we demonstrate the honesty and credibility of the program, when we show our commitment, when we teach, uh, this is a good example for the rest of the people there. And it may have a fair amount to do with with the number of people that keep coming back to Appleseed. So I encourage you to live the rifleman's life. Bring yourself to a little higher moral and ethical standard. Do everything you can to uh, make Appleseed uh, a good thing for people to come to. It already is a good thing, but we can make it better. And we do that by reflecting that high standard of behavior. When we go out of our way to teach properly, to teach every single student on the line, when we make that commitment to go out and teach as good as we can and to try to make it better every time we go out. That's part of that commitment. Staying involved in your community is part of that commitment too. We need to make a point of being publicly involved in our communities in a positive way. When your three-man Appleseed team is sitting around after the range on Saturday afternoon, might be a good idea to sit down and plan on getting involved in a local community. Go down to some of the fraternal organizations and see what they have going. They may have an opportunity for you to demonstrate how good Appleseed people are. And at the same time, you can be seven-stepping and bringing them out and bringing them to being good Appleseed people. If any of you have any experiences along that line you'd like to relate, I invite you to call in on our Blog Talk radio number, area code 347-308-8790. And uh, tell us what you think, what you've experienced in the way... Uh, Appleseed has improved you in your character and your behavior. Right now we have quite a few shoots scheduled for September and October, and I highly encourage all of our instructor staff to get on the forum, look for those vacancies, and see who's got a, a sufficient cadre of instructors to run their shoots. And if they don't, uh, please sign on, volunteer, and get out and help the instructors with those shoots. 
I know we're having a rough time in a couple of states right now. Uh, so I encourage all of you instructors and IITs to sign on, go out and bring those shoots up. Sure, an apple seed instructor can get out there and run a line with 15 or 20 people, do it all by himself, get a couple of the shooters to help safe the line. But when we have a strong IIT support staff there, then everyone gets strong individual instruction, coaching when they need it. It's more involved and a better experience for all of our shooters. So please do not hesitate to sign on and help out with these shoots. Appleseed depends on you. I see Karen's come to join us tonight. Hello, Karen O. Thanks for coming on board. Karen O is one of our staunch supporters. I want to get her to call in one of these nights and tell her what about Appleseed interests her. She's on the chat most every night, putting out the word, letting everybody know what the call-in number is, helps us out. As I said earlier, I encourage you all to call in, area code 347-308-8790. As part of that rifleman's life, the things that we do to improve ourselves, to make our teaching better, to make our lives better, to go out and put a positive image of Appleseed in the community. I encourage you to go out and, and maintain that involvement. Appleseed is a nonpartisan organization as a nonprofit educational organization that we're chartered to be, we do not have any business becoming involved in partisan politics. By the same token, we're heavily involved in politics because politics is nothing other than the relation of people to their government. And we teach important things when we do heritage about the relations of people to government. The Founding Fathers were very heavily influenced by the natural philosophers of their day. They had the example of the past couple of hundred years in England where there had been turbulence and turmoil. The government of England had suffered a revolution, the execution of a king, the restoration of a monarchy, the re-implementation of an effective parliament, and the Founding Fathers saw all those things, and they were examples to them in forming the government that we had. Part of the inspiration for some of the Founding Fathers was the spirit of independence and liberty that those English brothers of theirs had shown in the 1600s when Cromwell overthrew the king. For a while after it initially happened, there was a, a hope for liberty in England. Unfortunately, it turned into a religious despotism that negatively influenced many people. Later, the monarchy was restored, and when it was restored, Parliament was reorganized, reformed, placed under control, and given new authorities. 
they controlled the purse, and they were able to influence the king in his actions and the way he governed the people. And this was a good example toward representative government that we all desired, but it still wasn't quite enough. As we saw from the policies of King George, Parliament influenced him heavily with their spending bills as to the way they desired that he run the government. Parliament, not the king, were the primary aggressors in wanting to tax the colonies. The king was supportive. Parliament gave him the idea. And when the colonists decided that they didn't want to support that taxation, the parliament encouraged the king to take action against them. And it was a very near thing. There was quite a bit of support for a more independent colonial administration. We had many friends in parliament who went out of their way to try and stop what ultimately became the Revolutionary War. They had a commitment. They worked. They tried diligently. But they were ineffective. The king controlled the army. Parliament controlled the purse. Parliament wanted stronger action. And that's what led to the appointment of a military governor in the colony of Massachusetts. Involvement. If we had had more involvement in Parliament, more good publicity, more favorable representation, it's quite possible that the Revolutionary War would have never taken place. We didn't have that support. We didn't start working early enough. We didn't get in touch and influence the key people, the people who could pass the legislation and control the purses to control the king's army and help make the colonies free. Because of that, we were forced to enter into a war with what was at that time the mother country. Eight years of horrifying war, starvation, injury, people freezing to death, one of the coldest winters on record. We all remember Valley, Valley Forge and the intense cold the troops were subjected to there. The year before was so cold it froze the Hudson River and most of Chesapeake Bay. To this day, one of the coldest winters on record. Everyone in the colony suffered through that winter. The following spring was poor. We had bad crops. We had a hard time feeding the troops. All because of that weather. If we had been able to avoid the war, avoid that miserable time, those eight years of torment and agony, we might be a much different nation today. Karen O, get on there and tell some of those folks to call in. I need somebody to talk with. Maybe Brother Mark will have a word or two for us. 
in living that rifleman's life. We can influence our government like the founding fathers were unable to influence the parliament. We had no voice in parliament. We could not tell them what we wanted and be assured of any support from them because we had no control over them. Here today in the United States, we are blessed with a representative government, a representative republic. The senators and members of the House of Representatives work for us, and we have a voice with them which they are obliged to listen to. Living a rifleman's life means that you are going to do all of those things that are necessary to influence them to maintain the representative republic we have. I have a caller here, 713-376. You're on the air. Hi, Sam. This is Aromatic. Thanks for yeah. calling in, Aromatic. Oh, you're doing a good job with the show so far. Glad to see it's all working now. Well, I, I think I found a key on this blog talk thing. Uh, and hopefully we can we can keep this going. Uh, Alonzo Juan and I uh, are going to try to be able to spell Scout so that he has the opportunity to rest occasionally, and and uh, we don't want him in the hospital. But if it happens again, we'll be here to help him out and keep it going. Well, good, good. Hey, I was calling because uh, you're a uh, you talk about the Valley Forge and the cold weather and everything. It kind of it really helps convince people to get down in the mud and shoot. Specifically, the past couple shoots at College Station have been kind of muddy, and I've uh, told a lot of the shooters the exact same thing when they were hesitant to get down and lay in the mud. It doesn't seem so bad when you think about going through winter without any shoes and without any coats and that, that sort of thing. And it seems to seems to help out quite a bit. Right. You know, we're not suffering from, from living on four ounces of spoiled bacon and a tablespoon of flour every day either. Uh, True. So a weekend, sure <laughs> a weekend eating canned soup and tuna and a little bit of mud is not too bad. <laughs> How was that last shoot at College Station? It was good. There wasn't a, there was only three people signed up ahead of time, but, uh, we ended up with uh, 10 shooters each day, and a lot of them even came back after the first day, which was uh, pretty surprising. It goes to show you how dedicated some of the shooters were there. It was uh, very muddy, and it rained on and off throughout the day, so everybody was wet, and all I think all but two showed up the second day, and then we had two Sunday-only shooters with uh, two new riflemen. They, they were both uh, attended their first apple seed, which was, was pretty impressive. So it was, a, it was a pretty fun shoot. Well, that's good. That's great. Uh, tell me, uh, what did those new riflemen think about the history when you told them about the sense of commitment that our founding fathers had? And did that influence them a little bit and maybe wanting to take that seventh step? Uh, I think it, uh, I don't see how it couldn't affect people when they hear the stories, but uh, none of them, no, no, we let, made them aware of the, you know, the opportunity to take an orange hat, and I told them that uh, if they signed up on the forum and sent me a PM, I would send them their picture uh, of them getting their rifleman's patch. So I tried to 
kind of blackmail him into signing up on the forum so I could har- so I could harass him a little bit more to sign up and take that seventh step and you know sign up as an IIT. So we'll see if uh, if they sign up. But Sleepy Joe and uh, Sure Not Appearing in this film gave the history, and they both did a, a pretty good job. So I'd say it'd be hard not to to be moved a little bit by hearing it. I'd like to get both of them together and have them come on the show some night and record a couple of strikes for us. We're going to try to get uh, some people on to record their version of the strikes so that people can listen to them and use them to help improve their own delivery when they're teaching. And uh, I'd appreciate if you'd invite both of them to come on one night and, and give their history for us. Sure, they don't have to do it live, but they can. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I, I've started taking notes when I hear some of the, the the senior instructors and Red Hats and everybody giving scout give their uh, give their strikes, and it's amazing how much more they go in. You know, it's not just about reading Paul Revere's ride. They have you can tell that they've read so much other stuff because they have a whole bunch of other little tidbits of information that they can add in that really brings it alive. So it's a uh, Good for me. I'm taking a lot of notes and learning a lot by listening to everybody else tell the stories. That's something that we probably don't emphasize enough to our IITs. Uh, many of them only hear one or two people do a history uh, before they get going, and we tend to think that the history is fixed and immutable. The facts of the history are. But the content that we add to it may not be. As I study more and more, I keep finding more and more involvement from more people in different ways that I hadn't imagined. And I've developed my own way of bringing the strikes out and showing the participation of those other people. Have you uh, done that yet? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten. I haven't given any history yet. I'm still. Well, I'm, I'm a little nervous, to be honest, but uh, I'm taking my notes, and the next shoot in the villa, I hope to, to give it a give it a shot and just uh, take the plunge. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot myself a whole, just by reading reading the books and reading on the forum the stories, the, the information that people people post, and so it's just just gonna have to spend some time practicing, just like getting down in the prone position and stretching and doing some dry fire. I gotta spend some time given the strikes at home. <laughs> you do. It takes practice. It doesn't come very easy, but it can be done and it can be mastered just like your rifle can. It's part of that persistence that uh, we try to, to encourage in everyone, and I think you'll find that if you practice a bit at home, practice a little bit in some informal settings with friends when you're sitting around the break room or whatever, that it'll start getting easier and easier. and Pretty soon it'll be a way of life and not just history that you're recording for people. Are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Yep. Yeah, oh, no, you're right. Okay. It, it, it does take a, it just takes speaking it to, to feel comfortable with it. So. Well, just remember that when you're in an apple seed, you're with a bunch of friends. Those people came and they're investing their time and effort and money to hear you. 
They're here to learn how to shoot, but they're here for the heritage, too. I've never had anybody boo me because they didn't think I did poorly at history. And I don't think I ever will. Because even with my poor early presentation, people saw the value of what I was saying. They weren't listening to how I said it. You'll do just fine. And I look forward to hearing about your history next time you get up to Davila. All right. Well, I will, uh, I'll call back in after that shoot, for definitely. You need to do that. I'll, I'm going to query you about your experiences and how you felt when you got done doing the history. Because it seems that history has as much influence on the instructor staff as it does on the students. And that's not a bad thing either. Good. Well, I'll make sure to, to call back in. Let me ask you a quick question before you dive out of here. How has Appleseed changed your life for the better? Do you find yourself looking at things a little different? Thinking a little... Well, it, uh, it helps me. Uh, you know, I used to watch the news and watch a lot of C-SPAN and just kind of sit in my desk chair and get frustrated and not really know what to do about it. And I guess Appleseed is always great to have to feel like you're getting something done. And that's kind of what Appleseed has done for me. It gives me a sense of satisfaction after after a shoot or um, I guess my some of my best weekends or my weekends that I have at Appleseed because I come back revitalized for the week. And it really helped me also focus my time a lot better because now instead of watching TV, I'm reading history, I'm dry firing, I'm making sure all my gear is organized so Friday night I don't have to spend a lot of time packing. You know, the week before, I try and get all, you know, the, the chores around the house done. So when it's time for an apple seed, I can get up and go in a fairly short period of time. And it just kind of helped me all around to be a little bit more organized and a little bit more focused. So changed quite a bit in the year I've been involved in the program. It's something that we found with a lot of people. I know it sure happened to me. I was fairly disciplined and thought I was in control of myself, but I find I'm paying a little more attention to what I do, putting a little more thought into it, shaping how I live and the example that I want to give to people. And Appleseed has uh, turned my discipline spigot back on and uh, got me thinking before I do stuff. It's been very good for me. Yep, I say for me too. Well, Sam, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off the phone here and go back into the chat. I'll give somebody else a chance to call in. Seems like a few more people have uh, logged into the the chat room here, so maybe one of them will will call in. Please encourage a couple of them to pop on there. I'm not able to participate in it. Unlike Scout, I'm not coordinated enough to to work on the chat and do the board too. So get a okay. couple of them to give me a call. All right, well, thanks, Sam. You're doing a great job, and I'm sure everybody here, and I know I do, appreciate you stepping up. So thank you. Well, thank you for your commitment, and have fun at that next apple seed, and keep seven stepping. Will do. Bye, Sam. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that's one man's experience with apple seed.
I'd like to hear a couple more of you call in and tell us what you think about it, what it's done for you, how it's changed the way you live, what kind of commitment you're making to the rifleman's life. What are you doing to uphold the high principles that we believe that the Founding Fathers tried to put into the nation? What are you doing to participate in maintaining our representative republic in the way it should be? How are you raising your children? What does being a rifleman mean to you aside from the range? While I'm waiting for somebody else to dial in at 347-308-8790, I'd like to ask our IITs that are listening in tonight to get on the forum, get on that schedule, find some of those shoots that have some vacancies and sign on. Go help out our fellow instructors. I realize that uh, school is getting ready to start back up here or already has for many of you. That kind of ties you down. A lot of my IITs here in, in New Mexico are back in school now, and that cuts into their time. But I'd like you to remember that we need to go out and, and support the program in a physical way periodically here. So if you have an IIT that hadn't been to a shoot in a while, Reach down and put spurs to him and say, hey, giddy up, Dobbin. we got work to do. we got to put the word out. Everyone needs to step up and do their part. No one expects everybody to make every single shoot every time. Even in your local area, things will come up. We have a commitment that's nationwide. And it certainly won't hurt any of you to go and teach with other instructors in other parts of the country, learn how they do things, their teaching techniques. So I highly encourage you to bring them on. I've got another caller here, area code 603. Who do I have from 603? Hey there, Sam. You have Brother Mark from far away in exotic New Hampshire. Well, thank you, Brother Mark. How's the weather holding up up there for New Hampshire shooting? It's cooling off. Fall's coming. Leaves are maybe just starting to turn. It's real nice. That's good. I think you got a few shoots scheduled here for the next month or two, don't you? Oh, we got one coming up in West Lebanon. Uh, that's uh, that's this weekend. And next weekend we got one coming in Chester, in Chester, New Hampshire. That's going to be a new range for us. So uh, that's pretty exciting there. Matter of fact, uh, you know, I think we got a lot of new shooters signed up for that one, and uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. That's great. Uh, much as we all like to come back, new shooters are the bread and butter. We have to be spreading the word. And New Hampshire's been doing some pretty good things up there. you got a strong program, a lot of people out there. And I think that's well, we really do. great. We just, we just love what we do. You know, you were talking about Appleseed and, you know, what it means to, to, to us or the, to the different instructors. You know, boy, there, there's nothing like reaching somebody who's never shot before. Um, it's just a joy uh, to turn somebody on to, to the heritage, uh, to riflery, uh, marksmanship. Uh, sometimes, when, you know, when you're delivering the history, you can see it in their eyes, you know. When, you, when you're looking out at the people, and you probably know this better than I do, that, 
there'll be a couple of folks whose eyes just light up. They get it, you know. They hear the story, and it, it resonates in them. That's an exciting thing. It makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Yeah. yeah. There's an enormous satisfaction to teaching. And uh, when you teach and connect with uh, with your students on the emotional level, uh, it's very satisfying. I, I don't know any other way to put it. It's just plain satisfying. So tell me, Brother Mark, how has being a rifleman affected your life personally? Not in your shooting, but in your day-to-day -day life. Has it made any changes in how you do business? And how I do business? And how I do business? Um, uh, yeah, actually. I mean, you were talking about organization before a little bit, I think. Um, you know, for anybody who instructs for, for, for Appleseed and is uh, familiar with the organization, the people, it, 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 it's very organized, very focused, and uh, I think it's helped me focus. It's helped me organize. Um, it's helped me look at details. It's helped me stay on task with things. Um, in a way, being part of the program, uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of corny, but I think it helps me be a, a better person, really. Certainly a more organized and focused person, and that translates to, to the seventh step, obviously, and, and, and paying attention to what's going on in the world around me and doing something more than just uh, sitting back and ranting about it. Sounds like you're getting into your rifleman's bubble in your everyday life. <laughs> not not letting those little things distract you from what you need to do. Well, yeah. I think I, that's, you know, that's good. That's a You know, it brings a, a a little more purpose to everything that you do. At least it does for me, and I like to think it does for for the rest of our folks. That persistence that uh, that it took to get down and master that rifle, it bleeds over into into your work, your family, your friends, or as I put it, how you do business. You know, your everyday life. Uh, people that I work with have noticed the difference, and and they've been pretty happy with what they're seeing too. So I think it's good just for that. <laughs> uh, it's funny, you know. My wife's noticed the difference, and, and I'm excited. She's finally going to come to her first apple seed. I've been working on her since I joined the program, and and she's going to come to the shoot in Chester. So that's going to be a treat. Oh, that's great. I've been getting hold of some of my friends up in New Hampshire, and and. Uh, not too far off in Vermont, trying to encourage them to get over there and, and shoot with you. And hopefully my buddy Forrester will get over and shoot with you this weekend. And, and uh, you can fill him with uh, the good news, the hope that Appleseed brings. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it's one of the things that's really amazed me, I think, is how much I've learned uh, from the history side of things. You know, you grow up, you go to school. Uh, you, it was all I've ever heard about Paul Revere really was his uh, well, was a poem, you know, uh, the, the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Right. And, and then you learn, gee whiz, you know, it wasn't an accident that these guys uh, on on the 9th, April 19th, 1775, happened to, to get out there and, quite frankly, route the British or route the regulars. There's nothing accidental about it. They practiced, they trained. Rifles were a part of their everyday life. They knew how to use them. Um, they were persistent in their preparation. Sure. 
Sure, sure. So, so they trained. Uh, you know, there's this this notion I think that somehow a bunch of farmers, you know, went and grabbed some dusty muskets off the wall and ran out the door one night. Absolutely not the case. It's not what happened. And uh, it, it's just fun to share that with people. They they were very well organized and uh, and it wasn't necessarily a voluntary thing either. You know, they were required to perform service kind of like we do jury duty these days. You were allowed to hire replacements in many cases, but you were obligated to see that that service was performed. It's one of the things that I find amusing about some of the people that we run into periodically. Uh, I've had some discussions with some some people on the net who act like the militias in, in, in New England in those days were just a... Uh, a bunch of good old boys getting together and, and traipsing around in the woods and and getting silly, and they weren't. They were government organized and sponsored and, and paid for with taxpayer dollars. Those people were paid for their service. Uh, even those who volunteered in their militia duties like Prudence Wright's ladies, they had to be paid by the city, and it's shown in the town records. And they practiced and they drilled, you know, sometimes a couple times a week. Um, you know, w one of the things that I like uh, for students to attendees, shooters to, to leave with is this idea that um, riflery, owning a rifle, marksmanship, uh, knowing how to use it is a normal everyday part of life. And when you look back at these folks from a couple centuries ago, they, they grew up with their muskets. They used them for fun. They used them for sport. They used them for hunting. It was a tool. They used them for defense and the militia. It was a normal everyday part of their life, and the skill in using it was a normal and regular part of their life, and that's what we've gotten away from. That's one of the things Appleseed can, can bring back to folks. Bring back some of that sense of community that, that sort of centers around the rifle. I read where many uh, of the local militias on Sunday afternoon would get together and shoot at a mark, as they called it. Uh, and I understand they did a little gambling on it too. Yeah. Uh, out having shooting matches with their with their muskets, uh, seeing who could who could make it work for them. And you know they turned. Uh, an everyday implement into a means of entertainment too. And that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. You know, with everyone in the community being involved in, in uh, the alarm list or in the training bands or in the Minutemen, in the case of the younger, more vigorous guys, uh, you know, their activities, uh, their drilling, their practice, their shooting at a mark on Sunday afternoon after church, all of those things help bring them together, and they learn to get along a little better than maybe we do now. And I find it, uh, it interesting in, in how those people working together back then, uh, we tend to think of them as kind of crude and and stick in the mud with their attitude in some ways, actually we're starting to show some, some hints of freedom and toleration in many things. 
I found that I've become more tolerant of the people that I shoot with at Appleseed. I remind myself that everybody doesn't have the same background and experience or values that I do. Have you run into that? Well, you know, yeah, you get a lot of different types of folks showing up. Um, but, you know, boy, it's a good bunch of people that show up at these things. Yeah. I just... You know, from from one end of the line to the other, you know, you talk about people coming with teachable attitudes and just, they're just good folks that come. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. You won't find people that want to buy success showing up at Appleseed very often. Uh, and I think that's become the habit. Uh, people want to buy something that can only really be gained by hard work and effort and and living a disciplined and orderly life like a rifleman has to live. I, uh, I'm highly encouraged by the people that I run into at Appleseed, especially the young folks. And, and I don't just mean the real young folks, the, the less than 14 or 15 year olds, but we have a bunch of uh, college age people here in New Mexico that have hopped into the program and, and they're bringing a whole different attitude to it, too. Their values may be a little bit different, but they believe in in what the Founding Fathers were trying to do. They believe in a representative government, and I may not share the same entertainments with them, but they're darn nice people. And I'm happy to have the opportunity to meet them, and that wouldn't have happened without Appleseed. No, and you're right. It's, it's exciting. i got to tell you, there seems to be a, a heightened level of awareness um, um, among the college-age people, at least, that I meet. I'm, I'm 41. There's something different in the 20-year-olds that I'm meeting than there was in the people that were my friends when I was that age. It, it is, it, it's, it's, a, it's what you said, valuing the constitutional government, that sense of responsibility, um, a sense of ownership for what the founding fathers handed to us. And I, I didn't see that among my peers, but I'm seeing it in this younger group coming up now, and that's an exciting time. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a teenager during the Vietnam War, and I kind of expected that it was going to go on forever, and I was pretty sure that somebody was going to try and draft me and send me out to Vietnam. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen because I always knew that I was going to grow up be some kind of soldier. But... Uh, I expected that attitude that the nation was showing to to abate finally, and it never did. The people I was in high school with never really were at risk of being drafted. Uh, the war was well on its way out, and but they still had a an attitude that I didn't didn't care for. They didn't value the positive things about the country. They were always busy pointing at what to them were icebergs. Uh, you or mine might not call them icebergs now, but at that time they were icebergs for them. Mm -hmm. But people nowadays, these young folks, high school age folks, young college people, they seem to be just a little bit more in tune to what's going on than we were. Just a little bit more. And I'm real happy about that. Yeah, I, I am too, and they seem able to connect with... Um with the founders and, 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 and with the people in the stories, the, you know, the, 
the Dawes and the, 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 the Dr. Warrens and the Prescotts that they're hearing about when they're at an Appleseed event. And uh, you know, if I can have like 90 seconds, there's a little bit of a wrap that I sometimes give if the opportunity presents itself. I Either you know, I'll pack it on to the end of the history or maybe at the end of one of the days. And what I say to people is that, you know, I have this thing that I say to my kids just to mess with them a little bit. And what I say to them is, a friend of a friend of mine fought in the Civil War. And they let them sit with that for a minute. And it's actually absolutely true I'm not messing with anybody. When I was a kid on Long Island, I lived next to this old guy, and he's the guy who taught me to shoot. He was a World War One vet. And he taught me with a BB gun. I had a BB gun, and he'd come out and help me out. And he showed me um, really all the things, many of the same things that we learn in Appleseed about trigger squeeze, sight picture, respiratory pause, all that same stuff. Well, one day he shared with me that when he was a kid, he lived next to an old guy who taught him how to shoot, and that old guy was a Civil War vet. Now, here's where I'm going with this. So a friend of a friend of mine fought in the Civil War. That Civil War vet, whoever he was, I'm willing to bet that when he was a kid, he knew or knew of a Revolutionary War veteran. There would have been some around, not many, but a few. So from my perspective, we're only three degrees removed. point is, it wasn't that long ago. These people weren't that different than us. They're not stone statues. They're not um, woodblock prints in an old book. They're real people from not too long ago look in the mirror and see the pores on their cheeks just like you and I can. And the young folks connect with that. They get it. Too often we tend to think about the seven generations that have passed between us and our revolutionary forefathers was well within the lifetime of three men. Well within the lifetime of three men. You bring up a very good point on that. You know? Someday you're going to be teaching and you're teaching a friend of a friend of a friend. Another couple generations down the line, you know, knowledge skips generations. It goes from grandparents and great uncles and aunts on through. And you brought in a very good point. You know, we're within a lifetime of two men from the, from the second violent American Revolution. And he probably learned from someone who was a friend of a friend of someone in the Revolutionary War. It's a very good point to bring up. That, that's a little thread running through that story that I didn't appreciate when I was a kid, and I probably didn't appreciate till I started with Appleseed. When, when I say a lot of the things that he taught me, this old guy's name was Mr. Valentine, um, are the same that, I'm lear that I learned through Appleseed. Uh, well, he learned them from this Civil War guy. These are skills. This skill comes... It's handed down, you know, from generation to generation, and one another along, all the way back from the beginning. It's all the same stuff. It really is our heritage. That's not a made-up word. You know, I think that the Civil War was probably the high point uh, militarily of, of skill with the rifle for Americans. And uh, I find it quite appropriate that, that that would be passed on that way. We have to remember that... Uh, you know, Morgan's riflemen and Creesop's riflemen and people like Timothy Murphy were an aberration to New England. Uh, the rifle was almost unknown in New England before they came up. 
it was an oddity. I have read a, a, a letter from Adams to his wife talking about how he had come across a marvel of a weapon, the rifle, something he was totally unfamiliar with. And we haven't always had that skill as a nation of riflemen using the rifle. But we worked with muskets before, and we'll work with improved rifles in the future. And participation, and that persistence, the involvement in the community that is part of being a rifleman just as much as using a rifle can be just as important in our future as it was in our past. I agree. Couldn't say it better. Couldn't say it better. Okay, Sam, I think with that I'm going to drop off, give somebody else a chance. There's a few people on the line who, who I've never met. I'd love to hear their voices. So uh, maybe we can get one or two of them to call in. Well, thank you for calling in, Brother Mark. I appreciate your input, and uh, that's some very good information you had for us. And I'm glad to hear that you think that Appleseed's changed you a good bit, too. Without question. No doubt about it. You have a right, good Sam. evening and keep seven stepping. <laughs> you too. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Well, folks, that's just another example uh, of being what being a rifleman does for you. It changes the way you live, the way you look at things, your outlook on life. It changes the way other people see you too as you start displaying your persistence, your dedication to completing the task, your reawaking of heritage. People look at you, they see you, and they notice that maybe you really are somebody who knows what you're about. That's what old Percy was talking about, folks who had that dedication and persistence. He said he never dreamed that he would see the kind of enthusiasm that the colonists displayed that day. Maybe enthusiasm is not the exact word from the quote, but the bottom line is he thought our people were going to be a bunch of pretty wimpy people. He wasn't highly impressed by a bunch of farmers. Those farmers knew what they were doing. They practiced. They got skill. They got smart. They planned, they looked out for themselves. All they ever wanted was to maintain the liberty they had. So they planned to look out for it themselves. They got involved, they got together. They were community. You think about community, New England doesn't bring us much of a uh, a picture in some ways. I'm reading about the casualties at Lexington and I'm continually reminded of a fellow by the name of Prince Estabrook. Uh, Prince Estabrook was a black man and from the few books that I've read was a slave and was sent to perform militia duty by his owner. And hopefully I'll find out some more on that. But I find it interesting that those common everyday people in the Lexington militia were tolerant of having a black man among them, functioning with them, carrying a weapon with them. 
I had been raised to believe that in those days, everyone was pretty, uh, shall we say, racially separate and not necessarily tolerant of other people and their differences, whether they be cultural or racial. But yet we find Princess to Brook out with the Lexington militia as one of the wounded that day. And I just find it very interesting that he was an accepted part of that community as a slave and functioning in the militia at that time. That tells me something about people who maybe support strange concepts and ideas and yet are not so closed-minded that they're unwilling to take the battleground with a black man at their side. That's a different kind of community we need to think about. A different kind of community. We tend to think that uh, women going into non-traditional occupations is a new and modern thing. But one of the people I like to bring up when I'm doing my history is a young lady named Betsy Hager. A female apprentice blacksmith at 16 years old working in Concord. And women nowadays think that they have achieved great freedom socially in being able to go into new and unusual occupations. Uh, I just wonder when I, when I compare them with Betsy Hager making a particip you know, participating in, in the society very fully uh, she's the one that unspiked all those captured cannon from the British. But a lady blacksmith? 230 years ago? That's pretty remarkable to me. Because I've been catching all kind of background noise about people being unable to do what they thought they wanted to do. And I haven't read anything about anyone trying to stop Betsy Hager from being a blacksmith. In your studies of history, you're going to go beyond Paul Revere's ride. You're going to read a few other books. You're going to come up with new stuff. You're going to find out about new people and their participation, people like Betsy Hager, people like Millicent Barrett out there cutting out paper cartridges, little boys carrying water around out in the field, taking them to those dangerous old men. We need to seek out those people who were in those non-traditional roles and use their example when we're teaching our history. Let the students connect. A lot of uh, young ladies don't, don't pick up too much in the history because all they hear about is Paul Revere and John Adams and Hancock and Washington. Tell them about uh, Millie Barrett. Betsy Hager changes their idea. It gives them a connection and involvement. Anybody out there have an interesting story about how being a rifleman's changed their life? Come on in and uh, give me a call. I'd be interested in hearing what you have to say on the subject. All you IITs out there, 
in between typing up on the chat uh, and listening, I want to see that you're logged in up there on the on the forum, looking for a shoot to work at this month and next month. Our buddy Crack can use some help up there in Utah, and he could do okay. He's a good guy, strong instructor, but it's a lot better experience for the students if he had some help. So if some of y'all got some days off here, good time to go on up to Utah and help out a little bit. I'm looking at the chat board here, and I see someone that says, I am persistent and we'll figure it out. There's somebody that's bound and determined they're going to make a rifleman. And I hope you do, and I want to see you living that rifleman's life. Karen O., why don't you give us a call and tell you what, tell us what Appleseed means to you. And I know that you haven't been able to get to one, but you've been rubbing shoulders with us for a good long while here. I wouldn't mind hearing what you have to say. Anybody else that has anything to Chime in, please call 347-308-8790. And now I'm going to give you a plug for our sponsor tonight, Blue Feather Soap. They don't give us any money to do this, but she makes fine shaven soap that lets me keep myself in good condition so I look fine and attract more people to shoot. It's what keeps that mustache going nice, too. So you all get out there and consider getting some Blue Feather Soap at bluefeatherbizhosting.com. Besides that, uh, Blue Feather and Talus Glock uh, can get out and do more shoots if they're selling more soap. I'd rather have them out teaching more students than selling more soap, so help them out out there. There, I think that's our second official Appleseed commercial. Anybody out there want to call in? Nikki, what you been studying about that history? You who told yourself you were done studying, call in and let us know what you've been studying. I'd like to hear. Dial us on up. 347-308-8790. In the meantime, you can go back to hearing me and my boring ideas. How I think that disciplined riflemen are assistance to society and inspiration to other people. And I think that they are. You can't help but inspire other people when you go out and you live in the positive kind of lifestyle that you have to to be a rifleman. You want to be a rifleman, you always want to get better, you're working harder, you're polishing your technique on your six steps, you're paying attention to what's going on around you. People see that you're more serious, you're more focused. And when you deal into other subjects that aren't Appleseed related, it makes you just as serious and focused on them. All those guys around the barbershop you've been talking politics with for the last couple of years, I think they're looking at you just a little bit differently. You may be just a little more serious and intense in your opinions in those discussions. And they're looking at you with a different set of eyes these days. How much of that came from being a rifleman? How much of that came from the discipline that you imposed on yourself? They'll let you read more, find out more about what was going on then, made you more interested in what's going on now, making those comparisons. That focused life is an aid and a value to society. 
Well, we have another caller here, 585-465. Who do we have? This is Mickey. You told me to call in, so I did. Thank you, Mickey. I really wanted to hear from you. I, I looked at what you've been putting on the on the chat room here, and, and I'd like to hear what's going for you. How's Appleseed working for you? Well, I went to an Appleseed, and basically I had fired a rifle a couple times in my life but didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I knew I had to start from scratch, listen to everything they told me, and, of course, scores went down. And I have been practicing every single day, taking to heart what they taught me, and really trying to get where I need to be. And do you think that you're up against the wall right now? I just keep trying different things, and the people in the chat room have been very helpful. I've said, okay, here's where I'm at, and they've said, try this, try this, try this. So in the next week or two, I'll do all that because I'm going back to another one in October, and I'm going to be ready. You going to go up and shoot with Be Free? I am. I kind of figured you were from Michigan. Uh, Looks like you're at a 48044 zip code there. Yep, that's Michigan. I used to be an old 48063 for a couple of years back in the in the early 80s. Okay. And, uh, you know, there, there's lots of good good people up in Michigan that need to get out to Appleseed. You been bringing your friends down with you? I have uh, five or six of them. I'm sucked into the one in October. <laughs> Later on, well, you'll learn to say words like encouraged and enticed. Yep, but that's okay. You can you can hook them if you want. <laughs> I'm working on the first six steps, but I've got the seventh one down. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to When I started that. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, and and I want you to be doing that. There are people up there in Michigan that that, that need the inspiration that Appleseed can give them. They do. Now. I'm going to give you my hints on, on, on what you can do to break through the wall, okay? Yes, please. Because when I hit the wall, Ash Renault 3 was sitting up there, and he saw me stomping around the range at Raton. I was a little bit perturbed at myself, my poor performance. I feel you. And he pain. suggested that I take each one of those six steps, and that every time I got up there, I just concentrate on just one. So when you get on the line, you get down there, and you're in prep, concentrate on just one of those steps at a time. Okay. Focus on one step at a time. Well, one moment you're going to be out there, and, and you're going to hear ready on the right, and you're going to wake up, oh, darn, I fell asleep and prone. Your first exposure to the bubble. It's okay. going to come, and it will happen for you. It will because I'm not giving up till it does. <laughs> Persistence. That's me. Persistence. Yep. What range do you usually shoot at up there? Bald Mountain. Okay. I've shot there. It's a nice range. Although I used That's to live right behind the Detroit Sportsman's Congress, but we used to go up to Bald Mountain. I've, I've been to Detroit Sportsman's Congress. I I like Bald Mountain. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to do it. 
You just sit down there every night on your mat with your ears on, put on your elbow pads, tune out from life, and dry fire 10 perfect shots every night. You'll make it. Thank you. I will. So any kind of differences that Appleseed's made in your life other than tying up your weekends and getting your friends all upset because you're dragging them off to the range? Uh, I've been kind of looking for focus in the past couple years since I was focused on something else and that seemed to drop by the wayside and I think I found something new to focus on. So that's been good for me. Well, that's good. It gives you a sense of purpose, a reason for doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. We all kind of get lost. I, uh, I up and retired from the service, and I got lost for a year or two there, feeling kind of useless, you know. Oh, an old retired guy. I'm 48 years old. Oh, this ain't no good. But, uh, you know, you get your sense of purpose back. You get involved in things, become part of your community again. Right. What well, kind I of have... people have you been enticing to us? Uh, history teachers. Hey. <laughs> oh, I tell you. And these are not your typical history teachers that, you know, follow the curriculum. These are the guys who will speak their mind and suck the kids in. They want more. And I'm telling you, if I could get these guys to the apple seeds, they could tell your stories. No studying necessary. I'm working on it. Well, it's a worthwhile goal. And it sounds like you picked a good target to focus in on. Well, they're you know they're they're like negotiating with their wives between between apple seed weekends and hunting weekends, and I'm trying to convince them apple seed's more important. You can hunt next year. Well, have them take the wife with. It's always good to have a partner. Yeah, but then somebody has to watch the kids, and I'm not available for babysitting. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm working on that though. I'll, I'll get it done. Well, you can swap off babysitting with a couple, you know. I will. They'll take Second theirs. Step. They'll take yours. And... You betcha. Seven step. I'm all about it. It sounds like you are, and I think that's great. Have you met Be Free? I have. I did. That's good. She's, she's just fabulous. At one time, I thought I knew Be Free and Mr. Be Free, but. It turned out that I didn't. Uh, okay. I'm going to make a trip up there to Michigan and and meet with him here one of these days. Uh, they're a little different than I thought they were. I, I haven't met him. I met her, and she's just absolutely wonderful. That's great. I uh, my first exposure to her, I was uh, I was a little uncertain. You know, she said a few things that caught my attention and. I didn't necessarily look at them the way that I should. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson from that. And we all can. You know? I, I want to get up there and have a chance to meet her and her husband one of these days. And, and I'll get apple seeding up in Michigan. Yeah, I have well. a whole lot of places that I need to go back to and a lot of apple seed friends that I haven't met yet. And I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, hopefully when you get up here, I'll get a chance to meet you too. I'd love to. Okay, thank you so much for doing the show tonight. Oh, thank you for coming on. Okay.
Night. You got to you got to run off on me? I do. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. You get out there and keep with it. You'll do well. You're already starting to work on that rifleman's life. Now you just get the rifleman shooting down to, to match it. And thank you for for being part of the process. Thank you. Well, that's one more person that's had a positive influence in their life due to apple seed. Uh, we all need to look at that and think about how it's affecting us and what we do. I was really glad to hear from Mickey. Uh, you know, we run into so many people in different backgrounds and have different outlooks on life. And, and this lady is out there. She's hammering at it trying to make the rifle perform for her, and she's already studying the history. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, she'll say, where's my orange hat? Won't anybody have to entice her into getting one? She'll go up and snatch one out of somebody's hand, and I'll be glad when she does because she's got a positive attitude and already studying. Yeah, we do have a couple of guests that could sign up and uh, chat, or they could call in and ask a bit about Appleseed. Uh, the only thing I ask is that it's not somebody that I ever met at a buffet. That was an interesting call that night. Like I say, there are all kind of people out there, and we're going to try to win them all to us. So what about being a rifleman has made the difference in your life? What has it done for you? Has it changed the way you think? Has it changed the way you approach life? Has it changed the way you approach your personal icebergs? It has for me. And if it has for you, I'd like you to call in and let us know. We want to know what Appleseed has done for you. And how strong is your commitment to keeping it up? Are you only good for one weekend every three or four months? Every other weekend, how much are you good for? How much are you committed to it? And I don't just mean getting to the range and teaching or shooting. How much are you committed to living that rifleman's lifestyle, to passing that disciplined approach, that persistence of effort into your everyday life? What has it done for you? And what are you doing for it? How much should a person commit to Appleseed? How much time? How much effort? How much is it worth to you? Somebody call in and tell me what's Appleseed worth to you? And what do you think you're worth to Appleseed? Call on in, 347-308-8790. I'd be interested in hearing your experience. And I want to know what commitment to living a rifleman's lifestyle means to you. What is being a rifleman brought to you, and what are you bringing to being a rifleman? And remember, folks, 
get on the forum, look over that schedule. We have plenty of shoots out there that are not fully populated with instructors. We need instructors and IITs all over the country for the next couple of months. We have a very strong and ambitious schedule. Hop on out there, get on up, get on that range, teach some people a little skill, teach them a little heritage. Help them out and make you feel good. Well, I have a caller here, 763-742. Who do I have tonight? Well, howdy, Sam. It's Aftermath. Hey, Aftermath. Thanks for calling in. Yep, not a problem. Thanks for hosting tonight. Ah, I'm glad to do it. It's always a little different. First time you manage to get something going, but it's working out okay. Yep, sure is. Doing a fine job. Getting to talk with some folks here that I haven't had an opportunity to. I don't think we've ever spoken before. I don't believe so. Can can you tell me what being a rifleman's done for you personally? Well, it has got me to, I guess, take into consideration a little more things as far as uh, being considerate. I mean, I don't know. Right now, if it wasn't for Appleseed, and the way the situation is going in this country, I would probably be more like the Alex Jones character than the Alex Thompson character. So, <laughs> well, I can understand that. Uh, perfectly understandable. Uh, Appleseed's given me a way to work out a few of my little frustrations, and and that uh, that does help. <laughs> Yes, it does. And it has also made me actually want to go to California. Amazingly enough, I would have never set foot in California before going to an apple seed. But now that with the way their apple seed program is going, I might just have to make a trip out there sometime. I know that shocked me. I always had this this stereotype picture in my mind of an anti-gun California and what are you doing with that rifle in my state? But uh, Bob 210 and that crew out there have proved me wrong. <laughs> and uh, I have to admit, they're, they're putting on a mighty impressive show. And Definitely. It, it wouldn't hurt me to go out and see what they're doing right, because they obviously got something bringing in those crowds and all those people. And, and uh, they're doing something right. I need to find out what it is and buy me a jug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they sure got they got it down. It appears. Because when people realize their liberties are in such jeopardy, it becomes a little more enticing for them to get out there and defend them. That's true. And that's a you know one thing I've found out about Appleseed. Uh, it makes me hopeful. It gives me hope because I get to meet people who are positive in their feelings and wanting to make things better. And it's a way. It's probably not the only way, but it's a way, and it's one that that suits me. And I'm pretty sure it suits you, too. Yes, it does. uh, So when folks ask me what Appleseed's about, I'll tell them it's about American heritage and shooting rifles, but it gives me hope. It inspires me. It gives me the idea that the the nation can succeed and the republic can survive. 
sure Does can. Does it change the way you function your life? Um, well, I guess I'm spending more time out instructing than wasting ammo at the range, which it didn't matter because I couldn't hit the target before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you running into that common instructor's malady that you don't get enough time to go shooting yourself? <laughs> yes, it kind of gets to a point. And I can shoot in my backyard. It's just still not much time once you get set up and everything. And I uh, I used to make a point of going out and, and getting off a couple of shots every night just to kind of keep my hand in. And uh, now I haven't haven't run through a box of shells in a month and. And I'm in withdrawal, and I need to get some range time for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was for a little bit going out just about every day and just shooting one four-minute AQT. But I guess I haven't found the time for that yet lately either. Don't have time for a four-minute AQT? You must be seven-stepping no. to beat the band. <laughs> yep. It's, well, getting up before work is pretty hard, and getting there afterwards get my internet from the local coffee shop so i can't get it at home so by the time i usually get home after checking everything out on forum and pushing a little bit on facebook and stuff it's hard to get home before dark even sure you know and, and you're trying to find balance in life and your time the amount of time you can spend with apple seed and what you need to do to keep your yourself physically functioning and maintain your family life and uh, it can be a challenge at times uh, something I encourage folks to do is sit down and and prioritize their lives and budget their time wisely so that they can do the things they think are important it's uh, it can be difficult yeah sure can I'm definitely trying to find that perfect balance myself with work kind of hard work 50 hours a week at least so but I still find time so far since March I've been at an apple seed at least once per month so oh that's great that's great I think once a month is a pretty good balance to make you know for most folks uh, especially when you have to consider the amount of time you spend working eating sleeping keeping yourself alive and keeping your family happy and and functioning, uh, I don't think once a month is bad at all. It certainly isn't. It'd be easier if I got every weekend off work too. So, <laughs> but <laughs> and right now I'm up here in Minnesota, so we don't haven't had many yet. Next year should be a big year for us. I'd like to have one more this year if possible, but it might be tough. Not so much that I, getting instructors willing to instruct out in the cold, but getting shooters willing to show up in the cold. <laughs> That can be a little bit of fun. Uh, like my buddy Matt with his YouTube escapade last winter. Uh, yeah. He finally got to an apple seed, and, and he's enjoying the daylights out of it, and he's going to be up at Lodi at their next shoot. Yep. And I might have to try and make that one myself. See how Did you going. ever get any help from that radio guy up there in, uh, in St. Paul? Um... Which one? Sorry. 
I'm trying to remember his name, Mr. The Left-Right Paradigm is the name of his show. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything. Um, try to call a couple. Of, we got K Talk up here. Jason Lewis is now national. He's based out of Minnesota. I've tried to call in him a few times. One time I got through, I kind of froze. So, but uh, well, you didn't practice talking with me on the radio tonight, so right, next gonna, time it'll be easier. <laughs> yep, every time it gets easier, just like shooting them AQTs. Invite somebody from the station to come out. Yep. I, not, not necessarily Jason, but one of the salespeople at the station, get them to come out. If you give him yeah. a good experience, he'll tell Jason to come out. Yep, that's probably the way to go, work from the bottom up. Well, it never hurts. Uh you know, anybody is a, is a good candidate for apple seed. There's no such thing as a person who can't benefit from it. So That's if true. all you get is a lonely radio time salesman, you brought another apple seeder into the fold and someone who's satisfied, and it just happens that he can go to work in seventh step with a little more influence than you and I can. Yeah. Certainly true. Uh, when's your next shoot up there? Um, well, we don't have any more on the schedule this year. We should have got Duluth probably lined up. Not 100%. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell anybody, but I guess I just did. <laughs> um, uh, Elk River, we're working on getting back in there again. Uh, Winona, we got usually two per year. We had two this year, one in April 19th weekend and one uh, early September. Um, see, La Crescent, we had one in July, and the club really liked us, so hopefully we'll be having quite a few more there. How many did you have at that La Crescent shoot? How many shooters? We had yeah. uh-huh. 20, I believe it was. Uh, we started out with pre-registrations at 9, and uh, the Thursday night before, one, an interview with one of our instructors, Moggett, got published in the paper, and they got like 20 or 30 calls that night, and we ended up with 11 walk-ons. So, Hey, that's great. Yeah, it would have been nice if we got it a little earlier because we could have held 40. But Well, it just gives you a goal to shoot for next year. Sure How does. many shoots do you have planned for next year? Um, none yet. We're working on the, you know, final planning right now. I personally would like to have at least 12, so I think I we can think do it. I don't think that's too unreasonable. One a month is, is, is pretty certainly, good. Certainly isn't. I'm working up a range, working on a range in Hinkley, too, which actually I was supposed to, I should have called the guy tonight, but, so, yeah, try and get one there. And, plugging away. Yeah. If you don't, then folks over on the other side of the curtain are gonna gonna outdo you by a big bundle. Oh yeah. They've had a head start, but <laughs> you got more rain yeah. space there in Minnesota. <laughs> I think so. Plus, we're right on the border of Canada. We need to be able to have a nice, strong core of riflemen here. 
Well, maybe you can entice a couple of them over and learn to love liberty. I sure can. Yeah. Talk to a few on the Internet that kind of want to go. It's pretty tough for them to get down to one. They're looking for boot camps because, well, if you're going to travel 2,000 miles to an apple seed, you might as well make it a week-long endeavor. I believe they're having a, a boot camp up in Montana this fall that might be a good approach for uh, someone that wanted to travel and, and spend a week learning how to use a rifle well. Of course, they're going to have to learn about American heritage because we don't talk too much about uh, about Mounties and, and fur trapping <laughs> and stuff like that down here. But, uh, you know, we, we might be able to give them a pointer or two on, on how to do it. So encourage them to come on down. Will do. They were almost the 14th colony. That's true. I can't get on the forum right now to tell you when that boot camp is going to be, but if you'll pop on there, uh, down in yep. the new post at the bottom, uh, the guy has, has uh, advertised them all down there. and uh, Get folks to them. When are you going to have yep. an IBC in uh, in Minnesota? Um, I'm not sure. Uh I'm going to work with VMT on that. Uh, probably, hopefully, have it one coming up here. Um, I know we got there's one in Iowa too. We might be able to send a few of our ITs too, and um, hopefully, La Crescent seems to have good facilities for one too. So we'll maybe get one worked in down there sometime this winter. It's a good thing to do during the winter if you can't get shooters to come out in, in the freezing cold. So. You mean y'all don't set up a tent with a heater and open the door and and and, and shoot out a tent? Yeah, might be a feasible <laughs> thing if uh, you get a tent set up, lined up. But yeah, persistence in the facilities. There's a way to fix anything, so there certainly is. You want to go at it? Maybe you can find a find a dairy farmer up there with a good sized cow barn. You can get back inside and shoot out through the door. And, uh, yeah. Stay out of the wind. <laughs> Heck yeah. There's a will, there's a way. But uh, you need to sit down and, and schedule your shoots all next year. Yeah. As soon as the snow melts, you need to be on the range. And, and you get them going. And, and if you have a shoot, they will show up. And I'm sure the folks over in Wisconsin will be happy to keep supporting you until you can get a and the instructor staff build up for, for Minnesota. They're a pretty good crew over there in Wisconsin, and I found them to be helpful to me. They certainly are. That's where I spent most of my shoots, actually. So, <laughs> Where have you been shooting over there? Um, well, I've been to Lodi, uh, Racine, Shockton, Bristol, the last one I went to over there. Fred said that Shopton range was pretty decent. What did you think of it? Certainly is pretty nice. Good size. Um, in fact, as the public range would be sweet. It would be nice to have something like that around here. 500-yard capability on the, one of the bays. and that's well, Something to encourage, uh, encourage your fellow county commissioners to do after you get yourself elected. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about running, people around here just—I don't know. Well, 
you know, the worst that can happen is that you'll put the idea out to a lot of people that they ought to think a little differently. It's kind of like the guy's article about soda the other day. Yep. Mad Magazine business. Uh, yep. Go out and offer a different brand of soda. Maybe they won't like it, but uh, they'll know there's an option. And uh, that's what people seem to be looking for is options. They're tired of the same old, same old. So maybe you can pop out there with a bottle of Royal Crown or Moxie and uh, and say, hey, there's something different to drink out here in Minnesota. Yep. All right. Are they ever going to get a shoot together over in in, uh, in Chippewa Falls or Eau Claire? Um, I don't know. Trisha's been working on that. Um, we also had one of our ITs was saying he might be able to line one up this spring at some place uh, north of Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, stopped posting that a while ago, but I haven't been able to get a hold of him. So... I don't know how that's going. But, yeah, I'm hoping Eau Claire would be nice. Send more of our uh, Minnesotans over there, border rating. Get I want you to stay on the yeah. line here a bit uh, for a second after Matt. Okay. I'm going to bring on another caller into the conversation, okay? Sounds good. Four six nine five eight five. Do you know who that is? I know who it is. Who is it? <laughs> this is Spit Stickler. Aromatic put me on the spot, so. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, you're on here with Aftermath and I, and I got one more. I'm going to put them on. We'll have a, a big conversation, as long as we don't step on each other. 503, who we got on 503645? Hi, it's Karen O. All right, Karen. I've been uh, wanting to hear your voice along here. <laughs> and you picked a bad time. It's winter. We've, we got rain, and as soon as it starts raining, I get this tickle. So if I start coughing, it's, it's just the mold. I just want Even to I have real, rain tonight. I just want to say real quick and let somebody else talk. But, you know, when I the first time I saw the show, it's, I just saw the rifleman. I didn't know anything about apple seed. I just thought the rifleman sounded good. It didn't sound like, you know, gun nuts or, you know. And so I thought, well, I'll, go, I'll give it a listen if they're, you know, if they're too crazy I'll you know I'll just move on and and Scout was telling the story about how he was sitting in his truck outside the feed store waiting for you know delivery you know or or to get loaded or something and he didn't have anything to do and he was you know he found this pamphlet from Appleseed he'd been you know rattling around in the truck for he said weeks or months or something you know and he said he just finally read it out of you know out of nothing else to read and you know, and that's what got him going. And then he talked about, you know, he talked about how the word spread, you know, that the Redcoats were coming and, and, you know, how they had to, like, row the boats down the, you know, dark side of the river and stuff, you know, to get the word spread. And and then he went into, you know, well, maybe it was a couple other shows later, he went into the, you know, the uh, ice iceberg thing. And I was, you know, but the first show I was hooked when he, when he started talking about, you know, that pamphlet sitting around, and you know, I just thought, oh, this is the kind of, you know, these are the kind of people I like. And and 
one of the reasons I've stuck with it is because I think it's proactive. I, I'm involved in a lot of different political shows, conservative, not not um, not Republican necessarily. So, but these are the only people that actually do anything. That is a that is a fact. Appleseed folks are doing things. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of them we, we sit around and we the same person talks to the same people every week, but you know, but nothing. You know, we're not together. You know, we're nothing's getting done. And I mean, I'm I'm really proud of us for this last weekend. I'll tell you that. But you know, the the rest of the year we we sit around, and we listen, and 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 we talk back and forth, but we don't get busy and do anything. So I had um. So I was looking for this. I I grew up on a ranch. You know, I I I, you know, I didn't I didn't have it as tough as you know. The people way back when, but you know we had chores to do before and after school. We didn't have any spare time to sit around feeling sorry for ourselves, and we began to change pipe and you know look for cattle in the snow and you know all the same things. So and and our kids and even me now I'm an old softy too, but even our kids they never had that. You know they never had one tough day in their life really. And I just I just think it's time to you know. And I'm amazed that so many of them, you know, are stepping up to it. To be honest, I'm really proud of them. So we must have we must have given them something. And I, it, but yeah, just I mean, the, the young men that call in, young women, young men that call in, they're they're just all so darn polite and nice, and and you know, they can talk to adults. Well, they are adults, most of them, you know. But they, you know, they're just they're just such nice young people. I mean, and it's just a nice place to be, and it's probably, you know, probably the only bunch of people I'd probably want to, you know, jump in with. And I, when I get back to Eastern Washington, I do have my ranch there, and I do, you know, I do want to. It's it's not the King Ranch or anything. It's it's about 650 acres, but there's plenty of long stretches along the creek and stuff, and you know, they've it's got some bluffs and things, so it's pretty well, you know, there's, there's lots of good spots for shooting. Sounds and, like it needs to have a DAR. Yeah, and and I would just love to do this full time, you know. Well, maybe it'll happen. Well, Stickler, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I wish I could. I wish I had a place I could go shoot. You can come shoot on my place anytime, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> Bring me an elk, elk once in a while. <laughs> we got we got more than our share of those. I had uh, I grew up out of the country. I grew up on a farm and ranch, and now um, for the last fifteen years, I guess I'm a city boy now. Um, oh, least, you know, least, uh, that's where I'm stuck for right now, anyway. And yeah, I, well, I'm I was stuck here taking care of my mom, and she just recently passed away. So <clears throat> I have a job here now in Oregon, which I really don't like, but I, you know, I. I don't want to go back home with no job at this time, you know. It's not yeah. like there's a, di- a dime a dozen out there, so so I'm right. I'm here for now, but I've never liked it. I, you know, I I hear I I go to sleep at night, and what I hear is sirens instead of coyotes, you know, and I, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> just give me my coyotes. I'll take dial-up internet. I don't care. Uh. Anyways, I'll let somebody else talk. I've been blabbing long enough, but I just want you all to know that, you know, 
everybody so far I've met, and I've had so much help because I was trying to buy my son a gun and everything, and and Sam and William, you know, been such, you know, they've given me such great pointers. Everybody's been wonderful. So you figure apple seed's pretty positive for Karen O, right? Oh, it's the most positive thing I think I've seen in my adult life, to be honest. All we got to do now is get you out to the range, Karen. I know. Sandalee has shoot. Sandalee, right, you know, about 20 miles from me, 30 miles maybe. They had a shoot. It's a, it's a big, big, old, hot golf course. <clears throat> I used to play golf there. It was miserable. So I imagine shooting out there in summer would be too, but it's a perfect place. But I only had Sunday off. I, I, I work on Saturday. So I, you know, and then my son had to work on Sunday. So I didn't have a car. And my car got, got, was in an accident at the time. So I just, I couldn't get out there. And the last shoot we had was out in Vail. And, and that's like an eight hour drive. And it's just not, not a doable thing with Sunday, you know, with only Sunday off. Maybe we need to get the Minnesota contingent to go out there to Oregon where it's a little warmer this winter and put on a few apple seeds. There you go. Anything on my side of the state just about, you know, I, you know, if I know ahead of time, I'll, I will put in for the time off and, and try and make because I can, you know, I'm not, I'm not a very good shot, um, but I'll tell you, I can we hand can out water or do anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, After math, you need to get a team together and go on a road trip. That I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take the show to now. Oregon. Okay, and hi to Scout if, when he listens. I will. And, Karen, thank you for coming on, and thank you for all you do for us. We my appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. My honor. Good night. Good night. Well, folks, uh, that's Karen O. We don't get to hear her very often, but tonight we did, and I'm glad we did. She gets on the on the chat and puts out the number and whips people up in the column so I don't have to keep coming up with new ideas. And Spit Stickler, it's your turn to tell us what being a rifleman's done for making your life better. Well, it's it's uh it's been a pretty pretty unique experience for me. Um I went to my first, I found out about Appleseed early in the year. I went to my first shoot in in April, I guess, down in Davila, and went with one, met one friend there, and we we were both just completely excited about it. I mean, it was a it was a cool thing. I learned a lot about um, how to improve my shop, but you know, the thing that stuck out the most to me was the history aspect, and it, it's just one of those things that is set on my mind, and I think about it every day. Since then, I ended up going back. I guess it was, I guess it was August, because it wasn't July. Um, I actually shot the score. I practiced, and uh, that all worked out. And you know, the guys were hitting me up about taking an orange hat, and just due to my schedule and work commitments, you know, I know everybody has them, but uh, I, I didn't really feel like I could just step up and, and take an orange hat right there, right then. And I hope to it sometime in the future, but I, the main reason I wanted to call in is that there are um, other opportunities to help out with Appleseed that, um, that don't involve uh, having to be away from home. Uh, there are, uh, one, one thing that I've done 
um, has actually bought, stepped up in the, in the forums, and um, it's just been a few weeks, but I started moderating uh, one of the threads for uh, the national uh, level tasks that are being done, and there, right. there are things in there that people can do, and it, you know, some things are real short to do, some things take a little bit more time, but um, I, just, I know we don't have very many people listening live, but for anyone that uh, comes back and listens to this later, there, there are things to be done, and, you know, uh, from different vantage points, different skill levels. Um, Why don't you tell us about some of them? Uh, we got time here. And, okay. And I, well, let me just jump in there, and I'll look at a couple of them that are still open. Well, actually, I'll, I'll read through the list. Um, there's been um, one job that uh, was the most recently finished was uh, the instructor manual files being compiled into one PDF, um, which is maybe a little bit of a tedious job, but anyone you know with computer skills could probably step in there and do something like that. That one's already been checked off. Um, there are multiple threads in there about cleaning up different uh, boards in the forum because uh, uh, my understanding is that there's a, a change taking place and basically just cleaning up house a little bit and trying to make it easier for somebody to come in and find it. Is that something that you could do if you were snowed into your house all winter? You sure could. You sure could. <laughs> um, there are threads in here to, you know, Help with regional or state flyers. There's a thread. Uh, this one's actually been completed, but it was uh, war flag ID and history. Just somebody. Uh, most of the information was already out there in the forum somewhere, or maybe there was a little piece. Of that they done, but, you know, somebody went through and just compiled all that. So it's a, you know, it's a complete, either a document or a post in the forum. So um, it's basically taking a lot of information that others have submitted and trying to condense it down where it's uh, something that somebody can just pick up and not have to weed through the form just to find all the information. Um, one thing that's out there that I think is a would be an excellent thing for people to do is uh, create a video promotion for Appleseed. And you know, it's pretty. It's not really all that difficult to do if you have a video camera and a computer. And I mean, just film a little bit of video at an apple seed and put it out there on YouTube. I think the more, the more this kind of thing that we get out there, that's sort of out of our little space and out into the rest of the world. Um, I think that's going to be good. I mean, just repeatedly seeing apple seed and. You know, there are a lot of people that like to, to go shoot, and, uh, you know, I think they stumble across us, and we get them there. I mean, it's a, it's the a type of thing that everybody that I've talked to that has went, they, they just can't get enough of it. I mean, it's a great thing. The challenge is just bringing it to people's attention and getting getting them there for the first time. Um, so there's well, can I, get, can I get you to do something on a regular basis here? I will do my best, sir. What is it? I, I see a, a, a lot of good coming out of this. Uh, you, you're telling us about these jobs that are listed out there, and everybody doesn't always get on the forum all the time. Uh, 
could I get you to come on kind of regularly? And I'll tell Scout that we need to do this. I'd like you to pop on uh, just about every week and, and take three or four minutes and just tell us what stuff is out there that needs done. Uh, for them folks that don't read through the whole forum every night like I do, and maybe you do, uh, they might hear it on here and think it's a good thing. So if you came up and read off some of these job skills that we're looking for on the, on the show on a regular basis here, I think it'd probably be good. I'd be more than happy to do that, Sam. Yeah. If you uh, make up a little list and have it ready every week and and uh, pop on here and tell us, hey, you know, we need a promotions guy for this state or, or somebody to do uh, something on the flyer for this area or a nationwide guy doing this, that, or whatever, it certainly can't hurt. And uh, people will see that we're out here working. And uh, we we got to be doing that. So I think it'd be a good thing if you came on and and publicize some of those things on a pretty regular basis. Sure, I, I think that's a great idea. Okay, uh, are there any other jobs out there that are waiting to be done on the uh, on the on the forum that are posted up there that they're looking for people for? Well, in the in the, I can see the the first level of. Uh, I guess the national level, where you volunteer to help on the national level. And I'm right. sure, depending on what state you're in, like I can't see all the states. I can just see Texas because that's where I'm at. Um, so different states may have different jobs that I might have, uh, might not have uh, permission to see because the whole thing is done on a volunteer basis. Um, for those out there that aren't familiar with it, um, basically, there is a certain part of the forum that you can see just uh, right. the guest or just by registering. And then you can, I think, is it once you go to an Appleseed, you can step up to the state level? I'm not I'm not really completely sure on the uh, how to step up, but I'm sure if you want to come help, <laughs> we'll let you help. So um, State coordinators can can hire folks to get up there and step up to help on things. And and they do look for some commitment. We like the people that have been to an apple seed to take on certain jobs so that they have a, an idea of what they're doing with it. Uh, but uh, if you'd come up and with some of those jobs and let us know what they are on a regular basis, I think that'd be great. Excellent. Well, and we're trying to set it up where it's real easy. So if somebody posts a job up there that um, – that needs to be done that they they can't do themselves. That we've basically broken it out into where there's a there's a job bucket, and uh, the first person to post, uh, we've made a template where they can uh, put in all the details of the project. Like, uh, actually, let me just read through it right quick. Uh, a task description to pro pro provide a full explanation of the task the purpose and rationale of it, and sort of a rough estimate of uh, how much time is, would be required to complete the task and break down the task steps and, you know, then define task completion. So I think that will help people to come in. They'll, they'll be able to read um, a good overview of what's what's expected. Um, you know, so hopefully they can come in there and just 
pick up pick up a bucket and complete it and along the way and people can pitch in and uh, it's, it's we haven't been at it this, in this method for very long but hopefully it's something that will work for people and um, we can keep going down the road okay aftermath what do you think about that think it'd be a good thing for him to come on and uh, publicize some of this and yeah certainly would uh, if we need all the help we can get I'm up on the level two worker so I can See most of it. I've been working myself on target consolidation and because we have, excuse me, we have all kinds of commercial uh, promotional targets and inf material that we're trying to get all worked out. So it's kind of all on the same page, and you can get that posted so people can use it. Uh, I'm also, we're working on an, an ask the instructor board where we can, for common questions, and if there are any other questions, we can get them all put together and so people have more of an idea what to expect and how to be prepared for their first apple feed. Sometimes that can be tricky. Well, I think it would be great if we get some of those things cleaned up and make some of those lists a little more accessible and understandable and clear. Uh, so those are all good things. And uh, I think we need to go ahead and make a regular thing of advertising some of them jobs here on the radio, uh, just so folks know they're out there. I don't know if we'll be able to hire anybody off of the show, but if we get some folks uh, that know what's going on and what we need, we may just find just the right person to step in and, and help out with some of that stuff. Sounds like a great way to do it. Yeah, that it would. Uh, now, I want to get back on the topic a little bit here, Spitz Stickler. What's, uh, what's Appleseed done influencing the way you live your life? What's it done for you? Well, I think for the most part, I, I guess a little background history. I, you know, I was probably like, you know, in high school and college, you know, history was, uh, was not exactly my favorite subject. I, I've always had a little bit of interest in it when it was relatable to me when I was um, I guess I was 19 or 20 I went to a family reunion and met a couple of my great uncles that had fought in World War II and one of my uncles you know I just started questioning you know asking him a few questions about things and he started telling me a few stories you know He's like most World War II veterans. They didn't really, when they came back, they didn't really talk about it to their family or anyone. And he was uh, later on in years, and he started telling me about running up the beach at Normandy and some of the things that happened. And it, at that point, you know, I really, it really connected with me because, you know, it's a real, it's a real person. I can relate to him, and he's telling me the story. And then, you know, later on. Um, years later, when Private Ryan came out and all that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is this is exactly what he was telling me about. And so I had kind of become a, a student of World War II history because I, you know, I had that I made I had made that relationship, and that had never happened for me um, with the Revolutionary War until I went to an Appleseed and hearing the strikes being told. I mean. That, it made that same kind of connection with me, and 
now now I'm buried down in uh, in uh, Paul Revere's ride. So it's uh, that's probably the the biggest thing for me is just making that connection and realizing that um, you know it's just like we were talking about earlier. People people are people. I mean, we have the internet and cell phones and all this crazy technology stuff now, which is great, but at our core, we're we're all just people, and we don't feel any different than our ancestors, no matter how 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 far back down the line you want to look. Um, you know, the same freedoms that you know I hope that we can maintain in our country. You know, it's the same freedoms that you know our forefathers fought for, and we owe them a huge debt of gratitude for what they've done. And it's just it's just sad we can't get more people woken up faster, but you know I just try to talk to as many people as I can and and uh, get them drugged down to the villa and hopefully they they'll see the same light. Well, that's what it takes, and as long as we remember and we keep passing on the word, then what they did won't be a waste. So we need to do our part and keep the American Revolution alive. It needs to stay alive. Remember, there's a difference between the war and the revolution, and we need to keep it alive, and we do that by remembering the past, making that association with people. Uh, You caught the bug from an uncle, and uh, somebody else caught it from a friend of a friend who was in the Civil War. And if we pass those traditions down and that heritage, as long as we remember, then what they did is all worthwhile. So as long as we keep plugging along and passing the word, it'll keep going. We've got to keep giving people hope and reason to want to win. And I think Appleseed can do that for us. We've got two and a half minutes. Pop in and give us a, a last final closing comment, folks. What you got there, uh, Aftermath? Spitzickler, either one of you got something you want to close out with? Well, <laughs> put me on the spot here. Um, let's say, with the way things have been going in the news lately, I can see the American Revolution stirring. I've been in somewhat of a coma for a while, but it's waking up. And I think Appleseed is playing a big part in that. There's other parties in play, but as long as we're all doing something, to remember is to honor. We're down to 90 seconds. Spitstickler, you got a last comment for us? Um, I'll, I'll just keep tuning in and keep trying to live... Uh, Live like a rifleman. I'm actually, I'm getting interrupted here by my two-year-old. So, <laughs> well, if you keep doing just that, that'll be plenty, uh, folks. I, I'd like to take the opportunity here to thank you for coming out and listening to my uh, attempt at keeping this thing going tonight. I wish we could have done it last night, but y'all are good apple seed people. You're back here, even after the first failure, because you got hope. And after this, we're never going to have to worry about not having to show up anymore. 
we'll be able to keep it up and going, and Scott will be glad to know that. Uh, want you all to keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He was sounding a little better last night than than what I'd heard he'd been doing, and hopefully he'll be all healed up and able to get back on the air with us again next week. Well, you did a great job, Sam. Thanks for picking up picking it up and running with it. Thank you. Y'all make it worthwhile, and uh, and uh, I'm here because I believe in it, and because I want you to be able to get your dose of Appleseed Radio. So uh, we're off the air now, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and shut down before the phone bill gets too high. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking with both of you, and with Karen and and, and uh, Brother Mark, and I thank you all for calling in and uh, making it easy for me. Well, thank you, Sam. Yep, you're welcome. Okay, so y'all have a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up now. Okay, all right. Have your name. Okay. Good night. Yep. Good night. <laughs>